Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast number 46, Antifa's American Insurgency. Outsiders are blamed for violence as Trump declares Antifa a terrorist organization, and cops use tear gas in San Antonio after vandalism erupts following March. From Spectator USA, Andy Ngo reports we are witnessing glimmers of the full insurrection the far left has been working toward for decades. The killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis was merely a pretext for radicals to push their ambitious insurgency. In a matter of hours, after the video of Floyd began circulating the internet, militant Antifa cells across the country mobilized to Minnesota to aid Black Lives Matter riders. Law enforcement and even the state National Guard have struggled to respond in Minnesota, Portland, Oakland, Los Angeles. Dallas and Atlanta are just some of the other cities waking up and finding smoldering ruins where businesses once operated. Nearly 30 other cities have experienced some form of mass protest or violent rioting. At least three people have been killed so far. Antifa, the extreme anarchist communist movement, has rioting down to an art. The first broken window is the blood and the water for looters to move in. When the looting is done, those carrying flammable chemicals start fires to finish the job. Footage recorded in Minneapolis and other cities show militants dressed in black bloc, the Antifa uniform, wielding weapons like hammers or sticks to smash windows, you see their graffiti daubed on smashed up buildings, ACAB stands for All Cops Are Bastards, 1312 is the numerical code for ACAB, rioters reach the gates of the White House, possibly the most secure location on earth, there. They chipped away at the barriers piece by piece while law enforcement struggled to respond. One Secret Service officer reportedly had a brick thrown at his head. Footage recorded at the scene showed him blood-soaked. Police were eventually able to repel mass rioters by using pepper spray and tear gas. That worked. For now, the militants uprising across the country want a revolution and they don't care who or what has to be destroyed in the process. If their comrades die, they are elevated as martyrs in propaganda. Death is celebrated. At its core, Black Lives Matter is a revolutionary Marxist ideology. Alicia Garza, Opal Tometi, and Patrice Cullors, Black Lives Matter's founders, are self identified Marxists who make no secret of their worship of communist terrorists and fugitives. Like Asada Shakur, they want the abolishment of law enforcement and capitalism, they want regime change and the end of the rule of law. Antifa has partnered with Black Lives Matter, for now. To help accelerate the breakdown of society, the U.S. is getting a small preview of the anarchy Antifa has been agitating, training and preparing for. Ending law enforcement is a precondition for Antifa and Black Lives Matter's success in monopolizing violence. Those who are harmed first are the weak and vulnerable, the people who cannot protect themselves. Small business owners in Minnesota pleaded for mercy, even putting up signs and messages in support of the rioters, but to no avail. The destruction of businesses we are witnessing across the U.S. is not mere opportunism by looters. It plays a critical role in Antifa and Black Lives Matter ideology. Their stated goal is to abolish capitalism. To do that, they have to make economic recovery impossible. Antifa sees a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to exploit an economically weakened America during the coronavirus pandemic. It's going down. One of the most popular Antifa blogs in North America, tweeted on Friday, 10 years from now, people won't look back and ask, why did it explode in 2020? Massive unemployment while the rich rake in billions from tax cuts and bailouts, the earth on the brink of collapse and police murdering people daily, instead they'll ask, 
Why didn't it happen sooner? Antifa are taking actions considered extreme even among their own ranks. On Thursday night in Portland, rioters surrounded a vehicle filled with passengers and shot at it, hitting one person inside. The driver was able to escape but the injured passenger had to go to hospital for treatment. In Oakland, two federal police officers guarding a government building were shot in an ambush drive-by. One was killed and the other has critical injuries. The following day in Seattle, massed Antifa militants stole a rifle from a police vehicle before setting it ablaze. Media, politicians, the public, all of us, have underestimated the training and capability of left-wing extremists, who are united in purpose. All the parts of rioting serve a purpose, looting and fires destroy local economies. Riots can overwhelm the police and even the military. All of this leads to a destabilized state. America is brave and beautiful, she is not invincible. From Chicago, the Sun-Times reports as protests over the death of George Floyd turned violent this weekend in Chicago and other U.S. cities. Government officials have begun to blame organized groups they say are intentionally triggering the violence to create division in America. In Chicago, officials had yet to cite specific groups for helping turn what had started as peaceful protests into full-blown rides on Saturday night, but on Sunday Mayor Lori Lightfoot said the violence absolutely was pre-planned. She pointed to the number of U-Haul trucks that magically showed up in front of stores and caravans of cars helping to whisk looted merchandise away. Asked specifically whether extremist groups were behind the violence, Lightfoot said the city is working in partnership with the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the ATF, particularly their bomb and arson units to determine that. It's too soon in the course of this investigation for us to be able to say definitively, the mayor said Sunday. What I can say, there's no question that some of the destruction that happened last night, particularly the arson, was absolutely organized and coordinated. Chicago Alderman Brian Hopkins blamed outsiders for sparking the riots and looting that ensued. Despite hundreds of arrests, hundreds more violent criminals remain at large in Chicago, and unverified reports suggest more may be traveling here from other locations, with intent to continue the mayhem, Hopkins said in a statement. Of greatest concern is the arsonists who remain at large, as their acts are the most immediate threat to life, as well as property, while their plans and intentions for today, and especially tonight after sunset, are difficult to predict with specificity, we must assume they will attempt to engage in more destruction and violence. In recent days, state and federal officials have offered differing assessments of groups potentially fomenting violence across the country. They've blamed left-wing extremists, far-right white nationalists and even suggested the involvement of drug cartels, but the chaos of the protests makes verifying identities and motives exceedingly difficult. On Sunday, both Republican and Democratic lawmakers singled out umbrella groups including Antifa and Boogaloo as playing a role in the violence nationwide, NBC News reported. According to the Anti-Defamation League, a variety of extremist and fringe movements and subcultures have adopted the word Boogaloo as shorthand for a future civil war, and white supremacists are particularly apt to use the term because they seek the violent collapse of modern society in order to bring about a new, white-dominated world. Antifa, short for anti-fascists, is a loose collection of local-slash-regional groups and individuals, including anti-police anarchists whose presence at a protest is intended to intimidate and dissuade racists and white supremacists, according to the ADL, Antifa tactics can create a vicious, self-defeating cycle of attacks.
counterattacks and blame, the ADL says, President Donald Trump singled out Antifa on Sunday, tweeting that he was designating it a terrorist organization, this is being driven by Antifa, National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien said on CNN's State of the Union, this is a destructive force of radical, I don't even know if we want to call them leftists, whatever they are, they're, they're militants who are coming in and burning our cities, and we're going to get to the bottom of it, O'Brien also hinted that foreign powers might be playing a role in this weekend's events, as far as our foreign adversaries, look, we always have foreign adversaries who are on Twitter and Facebook and other places trying to sow discord among Americans, he said, and the difference between us and our foreign adversaries, and I want to send a message to the Chinese or whoever else are taking satisfaction of this, when we have an event like, what happened to George Floyd, which was just horrifying, we're going to investigate it. From San Antonio, The Current reports that shortly after the Saturday evening protest, a tense standoff erupted between a splinter group of the protesters and armed self-described protectors of the Alamo, after police in riot gear tried to break up deadlock, smaller groups appeared to move through downtown hurling rocks and breaking windows, around 10 p.m., police deployed tear gas on Houston Street and near the Alamo, Twitter users also reported that police were firing rubber bullets, in a news release, city officials said they have declared a local disaster and issued a temporary curfew effective that will run until 6 a.m., Sunday and from 10 p.m., Sunday until 6 a.m., on Monday, the planned demonstrations from earlier today were peaceful and the organizations did exactly what they said they would do to keep others safe, San Antonio Police Chief William McManus said in an emailed statement, the situation was escalated by some bad actors whose only intent was to incite violence and cause destruction. The actions of a few do not represent the majority of those who came out to peacefully demonstrate, police were not available for immediate comment on the tactics used to clear crowds out of downtown. Earlier Saturday, Governor Greg Abbott announced he had deployed more than 1,500 Department of Public Safety officers to San Antonio, Austin, Dallas and Houston to ensure that order is maintained and private property is protected. Similar scenes of unrest erupted in cities from New York to Los Angeles, where police cars have been set on fire and stores have been looted following protests decrying the death of a Floyd, a black man, while in custody of Minneapolis police. Disturbing video showed Minneapolis cop Derek Chauvin kneeling on Floyd's neck while he screamed that he couldn't breathe. San Antonio's protest began in Travis Park around 5.30 p.m., a diverse crowd of more than 1,000 people most wearing masks due to the pandemic, listened to speakers as volunteers moved through the crowd handing out bottled water, as the march got underway in Travis Park, organizers urged the crowd not to engage in confrontations with bystanders, if you see someone antagonizing, do not engage with them, one organizer urged the participants over the sound system, that is what they want, the march, organized by the autonomous Brown Berets de San Antonio, proceeded to police headquarters, then made its way back to the park, the crowd's conduct appeared orderly the entire way there and back, however, after 8 p.m., a much smaller splinter group made its way to Alamo Plaza, where a group called This Is Texas Freedom Force had assembled to guard the Alamo Cenotaph after someone tagged it earlier this week with graffiti, members of the force, which opposes the redevelopment of the Alamo, were carrying long guns and military gear. A standoff between the groups ensued, eventually boiling over into a shoving match. Eventually, 
police and riot gear assembled at the site, at one point, a force protester appeared to be struck in the face with a hurled bottle, posts on the autonomous Brown Berets Facebook event immediately following the protest thanked the group for organizing a peaceful and meaningful event. Thank you for organizing such a nice peaceful event allowing people to speak their minds and air their frustrations, one person posted, I was there about three hours and I did not witness any negative action from our side. This news brought to you by the National Police Association, to learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.